Look at your money habits and the patterns that you have actually done, what you have actually done with your money, how you have spent it, where it has gone, because it's all good to write a budget and set intentions, but it's a completely different thing to look back and see if your actions met your intentions. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. This episode's coming out in May, and I think it is the perfect time to talk about how to stay on budget or how to even control your money and your spending during the summertime. Now, I have a confession to make. For years, for years, we would set great intentions over the summer when it came to our money. We would say, okay, we want to stay on budget. Maybe we want to hit these money goals. Maybe we want to just kind of stay, just maintain where we are. And for years, we would lose focus. And come August or September, we would start regretting or even feeling guilty for some of the money choices we made over the summer. And part of that was because we were two teachers, so we had summers off, which means we had more time to spend money. But part of it was that we just knew we wanted to spend money over the summer. It was just something that was more tempting to us, whether it was going out to eat, going and doing things, being active. Sometimes it just costs money. So if you've ever gone into the summer months determined to stay on track with your money, but then you slowly or somehow find yourself that you've fallen off the bandwagon with budgeting, then this episode is for you. If you tend to go out to dinner more, you want to enjoy the weather, you want to go on vacation, and you splurge or even overspend in the summer, then you're in the right place. We're going to be talking about what you can do now in the beginning of May, in the middle of May, or whenever you're listening to this, to prepare your finances for summertime so that when summer is over, you don't have this sense of regret and shame and wishing you had done something different. My goal here is for you to walk away with four things, four things that you can do. They're not hard things, but they are intentional, four intentional things that you can do so that you find yourself in a different position. So let's go ahead and dive into them. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to look at your money honestly, and I want you to actually look at the past two or three months of your past spending. The first thing is, are you tracking your spending and expenses? Do you know where your money is going and how you are spending it? I think that a lot of people think they're spending their money in one way, but when you track your spending, you identify the habits and you can see how you actually spent your money versus how you intended to spend your money. So are you tracking your spending? If not, I want you to go do that for the past two months, meaning go and look through your bank statements, look through your spending and figure out how much are you spending in each category of your budget? How much money did you spend on gas? How much money did you spend on groceries, on restaurants, on spending money, clothing, you know, drinks out with friends? How much are you spending in all of these areas and compare it to what you actually budgeted. Then I want you to ask yourself, are you happy with it? Are you happy with your past spending? Do you look at your past spending and you say, hey, you know, no one's perfect. This wasn't perfect, but yeah, I feel really good about this. I feel great about this. I can move forward confidently with this type of spending pattern. And if you're not happy with it, if you're sitting here looking at it like, oh my gosh, I did not want to spend this much money on restaurants. I did not want to spend this much money on whatever category. Ask yourself, okay, If if I'm not happy with it, am I willing to change it? Am I willing to cook dinner more at home so that way my restaurants 
bill isn't so high. I'm not spending so much money on restaurants. Am I willing to do these things to change it so I am happy with my spending? I also want you to look at your past spending and I want you to ask yourself, are you able to easily pay all of your bills right now? Are you able to make your rent and mortgage payment, your internet payment, your electricity, utility, cell phone, all of those normal bills, are you able to easily pay them? And if the answer is no, what is getting in the way? Is it that you are spending too much money on something else or is it that you don't have enough money coming in? So we have to identify what's getting in the way. And you need to look at this before going into summer because when we have the temptation to spend in the summer, it's only going to get worse. So we need to identify if you don't have enough money to cover all of your bills easily right now, what is getting in the way and what do you need to do to fix that? Then I want you to ask yourself, do you have any money left over? Do you have any money normally just from your past spending left over to save? Are you overspending in any areas? And are there any changes you want to make to your bills or spending for the summer months? Okay, and we're going to dive into actually that one a little bit more. So the first thing I want you to do is just look at your money honestly. Actually get to know it. Don't look at what you intend to do with your money. Look at your money habits and the patterns that you have actually done, what you have actually done with your money, how you have spent it, where it has gone, because it's all good to write a budget and set intentions but it's a completely different thing to look back and see if your actions met your intentions, if they match. And if they don't match, we have to figure out what is standing in the way. Is it that your budget is unrealistic? Is it that you don't have enough money coming in? Is it that you have habits that maybe spending habits that maybe you need to change? What is it that needs to be fixed? Then once you've done that, once you have a very clear and honest picture of your money. Now we can move into creating a realistic expectation for your summer, an expectation that a budget really that allows you to still spend money on what you want and still enjoy some of your summer and splurging some, but also not go into debt, not have to pull money out of your savings to cover things every single month. Cause that's what I want for you. I want you to be able to afford the summer that you want within reason, a realistic, a realistic summer experience, if you will. So the second thing after you've looked at your money, honestly, is I want you to edit your spending and expenses. So here's the truth. A lot of people think that if you write a budget once, it's going to stay the same year in and year out, that every single month it should be matched. You shouldn't have to change it. That's the people's idea of, of a budget. And that can be true when it comes to your fixed expenses, your things like your rent or your mortgage or your internet, Netflix until they increase the prices, right? But your spending, which takes up a massive part of your budget, will change from season to season. It will change from month to month. And that's okay. That's not bad. What you spend money on in the winter will be different than what you spend money on in the summer. 
For example, in the wintertime, our family tends to stay home more. We might not spend as much money on entertainment. We tend to just hang out at home, enjoy enjoy time by our outside fire pit, and really just spend time with family. However, in the summer, we tend to go on more camping trips. We go and we visit more places. So our gas bill for our car dramatically increases in the summer. And how much money we're spending on all of these different experiences or trips or camping trips, that can even increase significantly. And when we look at that, it's okay that you're spending changes from season to season. So now that you have an honest look at your money, we have to figure out what you want to edit, right? Kind of like the home edit. Does they edit out what, I don't know if you watch the home edit on Netflix. I love it. But they edit, they edit what they want to keep in their house. I want you to do that with where you are spending your money. There's two things when we're editing what you're spending your money on that I want you to look at. The first is what spending do you want to remove even temporarily, even if it's just for the summer months, and what spending do you want to reduce temporarily? So we're editing some of your spending and expenses. We're either going to remove something or reduce something, or you don't have to do this at all if you have extra money left over. So let's do some examples of removing. So for example, maybe you're looking through your spending, you're looking through your expenses, and you're like, you know what? I don't spend as much time watching TV over the summer. I don't spend time watching shows on Netflix or Hulu or cable or anything like that. So I'm be- because I'm spending more time outside, because I'm more active, I'm going to remove temporarily some of my streaming subscriptions. So maybe that's what you do. Maybe in the summer months, you remove something from your spending, even if it's just temporarily. One thing I think is important to remember is that when we are removing things from our budget or our intentional spending plan, it doesn't mean that it's going to be gone forever. You can just remove it temporarily and always sign back up for that service. Always add that back into your budget. That is always okay. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to look at what spending can I reduce even temporarily? Maybe you don't want to remove something completely, but you just want to spend less even if it's just for the summer months. That is okay as well. An example of that is maybe you don't want to remove all of your streaming services, but you can reduce down to only a couple, even if it's just temporarily. So I want you to take that into consideration because once we edit our spending and expenses for the summer months and we really look at how do we want to spend our money in the summer, that's when we get to the fun part. And the fun part is to replace. You want to replace what you removed or reduced, what you took out with anticipated summer expenses. So For example, this is where I think a lot of people go wrong is they keep everything about their spending the same, but then they add on to their summer expenses when they don't have more income coming in. So if you have $4,000 coming in every month and you're spending $4,000, but then you add on summer fun money, you add on going out to eat more, you add on all of these extra things, now you're going into debt or now you're having to pull money from savings to help cover yourself. So instead of getting in that situation, which can lead to financial stress and financial anxiety, I want you to edit 
some of your spending and then replace it with what you know you're going to want to do over the summer. Just because you're living on a budget doesn't mean you can't enjoy your summer, but it's just that we have to be intentional about our summer. So this is all about getting intentional, getting intentional with what you want to spend money on during the summer months. Now that you've edited some of your budget, we can replace it with what you want to do this summer. And this is where you get to just sit down and and brainstorm and think through it. What do you want to increase? Do you want to increase your entertainment budget? Do you want to increase your restaurant's budget or add in some, you know, maybe you want to go to some local festivals or local events. Maybe you want to travel or take a vacation. You Maybe you want to take a little short weekend getaway and you know that's going to cost money. Or maybe you have some summer bucket list items for your kids to do. And some of them are free, but some of them cost money. So you want to just be able to add in $100 a month to be able to cover some entertainment or family fun for your kids. No matter what you do, it's important for you to think through it intentionally and make sure that the math works that you can actually afford it. And if you're not going to bring in more money, there's only two ways you can afford it. Well, I guess there's three ways you can afford it. You can bring in more money, right? But if you're not going to do that, you can edit out what you're spending by reducing or removing some of your current expenses, or you can have leftover money. If, you ha- if you're in a situation where you do have leftover money every single month, you can use that leftover money for your extra summer expenses. But if you're not in that position to do so, then you're going to need to edit your current spending. Today's episode is brought to you by my free budget class. This budget class is all about how to write a budget for your best life without giving up your weekly latte runs. In this class, I'm gonna be covering the three massive mistakes that everybody makes with their budget and why they are costing you money. And I'm sharing with you these mistakes so that way you can stop making them. I'll also be sharing with you the secret to finding more money in your budget each month so that way you can do whatever you want with it. And I'll be sharing my four-step framework to budget for your best life without giving up what you love. This class is hands down incredible and it has so much value. You can sign up for it at inspirebudget.com slash free class or just click the link in my show notes. I'll see you there. So far, what we have, just to recap, is the first thing I want you to do is I want you to get a really clear, honest picture of your money, know exactly where your money is going, not where you intend for your money to go, but where it's actually going. Then I want you to edit your spending and expenses, which looks like figuring out what do you want to remove or reduce even temporarily for the summer months, just for a couple of months. Then the fun part, I think is the fun part, is replacing it with things that you want to spend money on. So now that you've reduced and removed some things, we can replace it with what you want to spend money on this summer. And then the last one is really, it's kind of more of like a tip that I use to make spending money on bigger expenses easier. And that is to divide a large expense over 
several months. So for instance, I know that this July, my husband and I are going to take a little short getaway for our anniversary. We don't have it in the works yet, but we know what city we'd like to go to. We already have my mom who said that she will babysit the kids. So I know we're probably going to be spending maybe about $800, including a hotel for two or three nights away. So Instead of getting to the July month and saying, I need to add this full $800 expense into my budget, or let's just say, let's say $900 to keep it simple. Instead of adding in that full $900 expense, which can be really overwhelming and and make us feel strapped in other areas of our budget, I'm going to divide that large expense, that large budgeted expense across several months. So I'm going to save maybe $300 in May, $300 in June, and $300 in July. Now I have my full $900 so that I am not really, really strapped financially come July. Or it doesn't even have to be this even amount. I could save $200 in May and $400 in June, and then only, what would that be, $300 in July. So dividing it up makes it really easy for you to honestly just feel less stressed and make it work financially. It's very intentional because you have a budget. You know, I know I'm not going to want to spend over this amount. So let me divide it up just in maybe two or three big chunks to make it easier to manage. This is actually exactly what I do for, this isn't necessarily summer related, but this is what I do for back to school expenses. If you're a mom, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, then you know that back to school time can get really, really costly. And I could probably honestly do an entire episode on this, but I'm not going to. This is just a little bonus. But I know between buying school supplies for my two kids, new shoes for my two kids, new clothes for my kids, we even, my husband is a teacher. So usually he gets like a new pair of shoes. He's usually due for a new pair of shoes and maybe some new clothes. That adds up really quickly. So I divide that big expense up. I actually start saving in May and I save May, June, July, and August. I save for four months, across four months to be prepared to handle those back to school expenses so that I am not strapped and stressed financially come August when we're replacing all of these things and spending all of this money. So I hope that helps. Just to recap, when it comes to controlling your summer spending, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to look at your money honestly, get a clear picture of your money so that way you know where you stand financially so that you can make better decisions whenever you edit your spending and expenses. You either remove or reduce things. And then when you replace, now you have an empty space in your budget to replace it with your summer fun, wherever, whatever you want to spend money on this summer. And then for those large expenses, divide them out if you can across a couple of months. At the end of every episode, I love to answer questions that people send in to me. This one comes from Jessica, and I love this one. I think it's super timely as well. And it's, how do I accept that I need to sacrifice something I value so my budget works? How do I accept that? That is, I love this question because I think that so often 
we have to make sacrifices if the math doesn't work out, right? When it comes to budgeting, when it comes to reaching your money goals, especially if you have debt, especially if you don't have a high paying job, you're going to have to make sacrifices if the math just doesn't work out. Hopefully you won't have to sacrifice something you value. That's my hope for you. My hope is that you can spend money on things that you value, but I live in reality and sometimes we can only budget for things that we value and we might miss other things that we still value, but we just can't afford it. We can't afford it. So here's what I want you to do. How do you accept that? Well, the first thing, and I'm assuming, Jessica, that you've written a budget, you've cut out things that you don't value, right? You've cut out any spending on things that really don't bring you joy. I mean, obviously, like you still have to pay your electricity and your water. And even if that doesn't bring you joy to pay for those things, it is necessary. So you've cut out anything that's unnecessary and that you don't value. And you're still in the position where you are sacrificing something that you do value. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to remember that right now you are doing this to put yourself in a better position financially. I'm assuming you have goals that you're trying to reach, whether it's debt payoff goals, whether it's investing goals, something. You are doing something right now to put yourself in a better position financially and it's just for a season. On the timeline of your life, this is just a little blip. But when you are in that moment, it feels hard and it feels like it's going to take a long time. I know during our own debt payoff journey, we did have to sacrifice. We did sacrifice at times on things that we value. However, what's crazy about this is doing that, going through that season, going through that experience actually helped us focus on what we really value on what we truly value most. Because there was a time before when I thought we valued something. I thought I valued like restaurants out all the time, brunches all the time. I thought I valued almost community in a, in a sense that came with spending money. That's what I thought I valued. I thought I valued community in an entertainment type way. But now I know that what I really value is just the community piece. But I thought it had to be tied to spending money or going out or doing these things. And so it really going through the journey, going through the that sacrifice allowed me to change, shift, and guide my values to what they are today. So I want you to be open, Jessica, to that, to the fact that when you're doing this and you do have to sacrifice something that, yeah, it sucks and it's difficult and it's not, it's not always fun. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be amazing and you're going to love it. No, that's going to, that's a lie. But what I will tell you is you will learn something about yourself and you might change during that time period. You might change the way you see things and that's okay. Be open to that change and then remind yourself that this is a sacrifice for a period of time. And that as long as you have a plan, as long as you have something that you're clearly working toward, this won't be a sacrifice forever. 
It's just for a period of time, and I know you can do that. Well, there you have it. I hope you're entering the summer months feeling like you have more control over how you're going to spend your money, a plan that you can follow that will actually work. My hope for you is that when you leave the summer months that you didn't succumb to the summer splurge, that you don't have regret or shame over your past spending, and that you're actually happy with how you handled your money. If you're enjoying this podcast, It would mean the world to me if you actually shared it with a friend. I would love it if you literally just texted the podcast, maybe you took a screenshot and you sent it to a friend or you hit the share button and you shared it just via text message to a friend that you think would like it. Just one person, it would mean so much to me. Thank you and I will see you next week.